0: The money is funny. ain't nothing right, amen? You you come to church, you get mad because they asked for a second offering, amen? You're mad, amen? And you know what? And instead of us just saying, Lord, you know, I wish I had it to participate in this offering and for whatever reasons, I don't have it. If it was my mistake, forgive me and move on. We get mad because they asked for it, amen? Amen? We upset it. Don't make any sense. They already got an offering and here they come asking just say you don't have anything to put in there, amen? And let that be it and go on. But it's when we fall in love with that money. He said, which while some coveted after, after, and they have erred from the faith, amen, and pierced themselves through with many sorrow. You know, folks leave the church or they'll leave God for all kinds of things, amen, amen, and, and, and we're going to set a few records straight this morning, amen, because I want us to leave here with clear understanding. He said, blessed is the man blessed that walketh man. not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the Nomination of Faith, Church of the Living God. 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. We're going to go right into the Word, Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8, we welcome our international television, radio, internet audiences, the that this is the day the Lord has made. Help me, church, we make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. We're actually continuing in a series of teachings called grace and the gift of righteousness and this has been such a life-changing series for me and um, God has just been showing me so much through his word a lot of what we've been missing even as the new testament church we need to get back to because everything we've been receiving in these past several weeks is connected to grace You'll, you'll never truly walk in all God has for you if you don't understand grace and the gift of righteousness. And so um, not only that, but I'm working on some, some doctoral dissertations and some books, and I'm even working on a curriculum that I'm trying to get into Bible colleges, and I've been doing intense study in this, trying to get this accomplished within the next year or so. So, you know, uh, I want you to understand when, when they say Dr. John Barton, this is not an honorary doctorate degree. Because a lot of people call themselves doctors and apostles and all that. And, you know, it was just given to them. But, you know, some things you, you have to work for in order to earn in this life. So uh, I want you to understand that I'm really working hard. Uh, in laboring in the Word, according to Hebrew, Hebrews chapter 4, laboring in the Word to make sure that I feed you and equip you with what you, you need to live a life of purpose Amen. and to receive and, and understand what God has done for you. So I, I, I want to feed you and I want to lead you. Amen. And I can't lead you if I don't feed you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So that's why we are a Word-based church. We, we're a church, we believe in the Word, we teach, we open up our Bibles. Yes, we do. And we go to many scriptures. Yes, we do. Because I want you to see with your eyes where it is written. Remember when Jesus, the Bible says of Jesus in Luke chapter 4, he opened up the book and found where it was written? <laughs> we got to open up the Bible and find where it is written. Can you say amen? So Hebrews uh, chapter chapter 8 So we're going to begin at verse 1. When you have it, say amen. amen. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum, or this is the summary. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. A minister of the sanctuary, or the original writing says, a minister of holy things. Of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, and not man. And not man, for every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, said he, that thou make all things according to the pattern shown to thee in the mount. But now hath he obtained, I want you to look at this, a more excellent ministry. By how much also he, speaking of Jesus, is the mediator of a better covenant. I want you to understand this. We notice he says that uh, now he hath obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. So we are operating under a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. So not only is this a better covenant, but it is a better covenant established upon better promises. For if that first covenant is speaking of the Old Testament speaking of the old covenant, had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, finding fault with the old covenant, finding fault with the Old Testament, he said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers, it's a different covenant. In the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, God had to pretty much drag them along. He had to pretty much kind of force them to obey this. He said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not forcing people to live uh, according to my word, according to my will. He says, uh, because they continued not in my covenant and I regarded them not, said the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people and they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord, know the Lord, know the Lord. Come on, read your Bible, do this, do that. It's not going to be all of that. Because I'm going to put my words, when you see law here, don't think of law of Moses, just think word. He said, I'm going to put my word in their mind, and I'm going to write it in their hearts. I'm going to be to them a God. They're going to be to me a people. They won't have to go around reminding everyone to do what they need to do, because what he's saying is you have the Holy Spirit now on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is going to teach you all things. And even as you come to church, uh, there's a voice behind this voice. You know, even as you receive from your pastor, there's the Holy Spirit is actually doing the teaching. You, you understand that, right? So he says, and, and for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. No one will be excluded from, from this. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins. And their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he said a new covenant. Everyone say a new covenant. A new covenant. Come on, say it again, a new, a new covenant. In that he said a new covenant. He had made the first old. Now that which decayed and waxed it old is ready to vanish away. Now, we, today we're going to talk about the covenant of grace. Everyone say the covenant of grace. Now I want you to get this, this covenant of grace. I want you to understand how it was established, and I want you to understand why God established it, and what are the benefits of this covenant. In every covenant, there are benefits. In every covenant, there are benefits, even in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament. There are benefits uh, with that Old Covenant. However, it was not the full or total benefits. We see in the New Testament or the New Covenant, we have the capacity and the ability and the privilege and right to receive all that God has provided for us under that New Covenant because we're not trying to do it in our own strength and in our own effort. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us who has empowered us to walk in all God has provided for us. Amen. Hallelujah. So what we're going to see here, this is a covenant of grace. It's an eternal covenant that was made between God and man. Now, in case you don't know what a covenant is, let me just give you just a little definition of a covenant. A covenant is an agreement between two or more parties. Covenant is how God chose to be in relationship with us. I want you to understand. God is a very relational God. And God is so committed to being in relationship with us. He established that relationship through covenant. That is so important today. So I want you to understand God's commitment. Understand God how loyal God is. How faithful God is. That he established covenant in order to bind the the relationship. Think about it. Think about if a man, let's just say a man is uh, seeing another woman. He's interested in another woman. Okay? Well, he may claim the woman as his because of his interest in her. He may like her. He may want to do some nice and kind things for her. But she's not committed to him. She's not committed to him. You know why? Because there is no covenant. And she will not commit to him or she should not commit to him in no way shape or form until he puts a ring on it yeah. see a, a lot of times we, we don't understand cover because it, it, he can leave anytime he gets ready if you get an argument he, he can get up and leave if you don't like something you said or did, he can get up and leave. But when you understand that you have been established in a relationship because of covenant, you don't just get up and leave because this is a covenant relationship. Oh, my God, my God. I know some of y'all don't understand anything but some of y'all, but you're going to get it. God is a covenant God. He's a covenant-keeping God. So understand how loyal he is. Notice the scripture says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He says, if you sin, confess your sins. I'm faithful and just to forgive you of all sin and unrighteousness. Notice the faithfulness of God. Notice how loyal he is. Notice how committed he is to us receiving all he has provided for us. The Bible is a covenant document. It's a covenant book. It's a covenant that has God as the central figure of this document. Now, let me explain something else. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament or Old Covenant, both parties involved had a part to play in order for the terms agreed upon to be carried out. I want you to see that. In the Old Testament, God had a part and Israel had a part. That's why you you cannot you can't read Deuteronomy 28 with the wrong eyes. You have to read Deuteronomy 28 in light of the new covenant, because if you don't read it in light of the new covenant, when I say Deuteronomy 28, he says all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you do. If you do, do 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 bunch of do's. If you don't do something, you won't get blessed. And if you do this, that you know you're not supposed to do it, you are gonna get cursed. See, a lot of people, they're living like that. They still think that the Old Covenant is in operation. Oh, if I don't do what God wants me to do, I'm going to get cursed. That's not in the New Testament. In the New Covenant, there is no curses in the New Covenant. Mm. There's no curses. Now, you got to stay with me now. you got to stay with me. you got to stay with me. I want you to say that. There are no curses under the New Covenant. Under the New Covenant, it's just a covenant of blessings, 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 blessings. Blessings, 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 blessings. Okay, so in the Old Covenant, both parties, God and Israel, had a part to play in order for those terms to be carried about, in order for those terms agreed upon to be carried out. But under the New Covenant, the Covenant of Grace... God is the only authorized agent. This concludes our message for today. Thank you for supporting John Barton Ministries, where we are committed to changing lives and changing futures. You can secure a copy.